everybody, and welcome to Healthy Discourse. It's Emily here, and I'm excited to introduce you today a new guest on the Healthy Discourse show, Dr. Antoon. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to talk about something kind of specific that we've not talked about on the show before, which is fasting and fasting mimicking specifically for aging and longevity. So thank you for joining us and tell us a little bit about you. Hi, Emily, and hi, everyone. Um, I hope and I almost promised that we're going to change somebody's life today, but uh, stay tuned and, and and listen to the conversation. I think it's going to be very interesting. Um, I'll start with my story. I, I started, I, I always had a passion to um, help patients and people, you know, basically help them cure their health conditions. And, and, um, and so this is what took me to med school, did my MD, PhD, um, but then hit a wall, which is basically most of the diseases. Well, I first I was practicing sick care because I was seeing people after they're sick and I wanted to be a cardiologist and, um, and doing my rotations in cardiology. I was just, feel, I felt that I'm subscribing people to four or five pills that they have to take for the rest of their lives. They got to take the cholesterol pill every, you know, a statin every day. They got to take the blood pressure pill. They're going to take the blood sugar pill. They're going to take the blood thinner pill. And I always asked one question, which I never got an answer for. It's like, if that pill works, why do they have to refill it? And so I felt medicine was, was trying its best into mitigating chronic diseases, but not solving chronic diseases. And I started my quest to say, how can I first do more prevention? And then second, how can we cure or help cure health conditions rather than just put a Band-Aid on them? And so I left... The practice, I went to health, did my studies of health policy and public health, Harvard and Hopkins, and I started a career consulting in uh, with governments around the world on how to build a preventive healthcare system. And then I hit another wall, which is prevention was a set of recommendations. Eat healthy, don't smoke, drink healthy, or don't overdrink, and exercise, and which now are commoditized. People know these recommendations. But mm -hmm. it's difficult with our lifestyles to adopt them, right? We're stressed, we binge eat, we're too tired, we're working for like till 5, 6, 7, 10 p.m. So we're not, we don't have this time yet to go to the gym. And into a lifestyle is just, life is winning over us. And I felt that people are, ends up doing what on the short term helps them, which is relax on a couch if you're tired and or eat a burger if you're hungry versus thinking every day about what we should we should eat. So so I figured out I gotta I gotta bring products, technologies or products to compete with that burger, to compete with when I don't have enough energy to go to the gym all the time. And that didn't exist. What is what is something that I can do or a product I can consume that can keep me healthy long and can keep my body prevent you know, prevent with aging, especially that I get the Alzheimer's and the cardiovascular disease and the diabetes. And I had no answer, honestly. And started traveling around the world, trying to meet, you know, all the way from Singapore to everywhere in Europe and the US, trying to see if anyone has a product for prevention. And then I hit now two lucky strikes. The first one, um, I met the CEO of the Buck Institute for Research on Aging. It's the biggest aging research institute in the world around 200 plus, you know, PhDs doing aging research. And I was like, why are you doing aging research? And he's like, that's the secret of, of prevention. 
And I was like, how come? He's like, you know, 90% of us will die from cardiovascular disease. You're not going to get your first heart attack at age 20. You're going to get it later in life. It's a symptom of aging. Alzheimer's, you're not going to get Alzheimer's. Even if you have the APOE gene at age 25, you're going to get it in the 70s and the 80s. Same for cancer and cardiovascular disease. He's like, and diabetes, all the four major killers are actually symptoms of aging more so. Of course, lifestyle accelerates them. Of course, some genetic predisposition. But at the end of the day, you're going to get them more so with when your body is getting a little bit slow and, and you have less rejuvenative power to heal and, and you become old and you start getting these conditions. So if you really want to help humanity gain certain years of life or add more life to their life, you got to help them age at a slower pace or find something to reverse aging. And this is what the aging research basically community is doing. And now um, hundreds of millions of dollars are flowing into labs to study aging and how to reverse aging. And I said, I asked him like, where, where to go? Is that an anti-aging product? And he said, you know, Walter Longo, the head of the Longevity Institute at USC, maybe many of our listeners have heard about that name, Professor Longo's you know, Time Magazine, top 50 most influential people in health. He's the grandfather of, if you want, the, the longevity studies and especially through nutrition. Um, and he heads the Longevity Institute at University of Southern California. So he introduced me to him and I met a lot of other longevity experts and they were all pointing at Walter Longo who discovered that fasting could be an intervention to rejuvenate age and to deal potentially mitigate multiple chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. And um, and I met Walter and this is what I learned how I learned about fasting that was back in 2013. Nobody was talking about fasting at that time. We had to finish the science on fasting and and we discovered a way to give you the benefits of fasting with nutrition and we promoting fasting around the world and now it's the number one diet actually um 10% of Americans practice in and out intermittent fasting. So it is quoted by the um, the Food and Health Survey to be the number one practice diet now in the U.S. So a long wow. journey from 2013, and I'm happy to talk a little bit more about why fasting, how does it work on longevity and all. Uh, happy to answer any question. Downstream yeah, well, I'd, I'd first like to comment that uh, your, your, um, your journey into more of a natural holistic approach to medicine and wiggies are, are similar. You know, you're in medical school, you're in residency, and you're like, wait a second, am I actually making people better, right? Am I actually making them healthier? And I love what you said, if this pill works, then why do we have to refill it? That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a good quote, um, for sure. So, um, yes, I, I and we've talked on the podcast before some about fasting and how that can be implemented into your life to, to make seeking health easier because like, like you talked about our, our lifestyle these days is so complicated that most people quote, know what to do, right? We know the generalization at least about what creates a healthier body in person, but so few of us are able to prioritize those things on a consistent, regular basis because life gets in the way so much with this fast paced, very full scheduled lots of life stressors world that we live in. And so what I love about fasting myself is that it's very simple. And and I find that a lot of people feel liberated a little bit by saying, it's okay to 
miss a meal sometimes, <laughs> you know, you don't have to eat just because the clock says it's 12 o'clock. And, um, uh, you know, obviously it needs to be done strategically. So yes, let's talk a little bit more about how fasting does help with our overall wellness and with longevity. And what are some ways that can, that can easily be implemented into one's lifestyle to help with overall health. And we're not specifically talking about weight loss. And in this podcast, this is really more about seeking health, which is up, which is what's most important, right? So I know you're the yeah. expert here. So let's dig into that. Yeah. So from a, uh, from a, and, and thank you. That's a big question. We always get the, the question about the types of fasting and the benefits of each and how can I start? Um, so we, on a high level, we divide fasting into two categories. There's intermittent fasting, which is any types of fasting that is less than two days period. And I'll talk about the details there. And there's prolonged fasting, which is any fast that crosses the second day. Why that separation? Why it's important to talk whether you're doing intermittent less than two days or more than two days, the prolonged one, because the body's defense mechanism changes on day two. Meaning if you're fasting for a few hours, you mentioned skipping a meal. So let's say 16 hours, 12 hours is what we call circadian fasting. You don't skip a meal. You just eat early 7, 8 p.m. And you, can, you eat again at 7, 8 a.m. the next day. That's that's still the, the, the shortest, if you want, we call it circadian fasting, but it's very important for longevity. A lot of the centenarians, we study centenarians, people living 100 and beyond. A lot of them, actually, their biggest secret is that they don't snack at night. And they basically allow their body and every organ to sleep with their mind. I always do use that that expression because we think we sleep just to relax our brain. The Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2017 was on the biological clock of every cell and every organ. Mm -hmm. And every part of our body needs to sleep and rest. So if you're eating late at night, the digestive system is working. And and then your body is like half awake while you're while you're sleeping. And and so a big secret of the centenarian is actually they practice the circadian fasting, which is 12 to 14 hours of fasting and, and basically follows this, this cycle of day and night. Um, if you skip breakfast, then you're prolonging a little bit that 12 hours into 16 hours and or 18 hours. And, and a lot of people practice that, the 16-hour intermittent fasting. If you go a little bit longer, you eat only one meal a day. Now you're skipping breakfast and lunch eat one meal a day, we call it OMAD, one meal a day, OMAD. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people practice that now as well. And then if you skip all the way to one day, we call it six one, meaning within a week of seven days, you're doing, you're eating six days normal. You're fasting only one day. If you cross the two days, we call it five two, um, which is five days of eating normal within a week and two days of fasting. So these are all kinds of intermittent fasting from the circadian 12 hours, to missing one meal, which gives you 16 hours, to going OMAD one meal a day, to going 6-1, to going 5-2. What they have in common is that because the period is shorter than two days, you have enough reserves in the body to compensate. So basically, I always say we have, it's like in banking, you have, when you're fasting, you have um, the, ch the, the, the checking account it can tap into very fast. These are the glycogen, we call them in the body. They're mainly in the muscle and and, and the liver. 
Um, so glycogen is you're checking count the body taps into quickly to get extra sources of calories when you're fasting. And then your savings account is fat. Um, and then the liver serves as a credit. Sometimes, you know, if you, when you take a loan from the bank and the liver gives you that or your credit card, the liver can do what we call neoglucogenesis, so produce new kind of type of um, of calories that, that, that the liver can dump into the body. So it seems that the first two days, you have enough people on average have enough glycogen plus fat plus some reserve in the liver to, to get by, to, to compensate. And this is why intermittent fasting um, is helps you lose weight because you're depleting some of the calories. And then 73% of us carry some overweight and this leads to a little bit blood pressure and inflammation and um, and uh, and other metabolic issues and blood sugar and, and all of that. So when you do practice intermittent fasting, especially if you practice it right, meaning you don't go and binge eat when you get back and you eat and you don't eat very unhealthy food in the in the in the feeding window, then the studies are showing that yeah, it can help you. It helped a lot of people with managing their weight and therefore their metabolic health, which is very much needed in in the in the US today. Now when you cross two days, when you cross that second day, the body goes into a deeper level of crisis. And now the body tells the cells, hey, we're in a crisis. I cannot feed you. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm not eating, basically. And I'm depleting my reserves. So you got to go and look inside and, and try to eat yourself, meaning clean uh, yourself, eat the debris, the organelles that are leftovers, try to fix and try to optimize to survive. So you get into more a sort of biological response to fasting, which is driven by rejuvenating the cells. Right. And this, this practice is called autophagy and self-eat. It's a rejuvenative process. And it was awarded, actually, the, the, the Japanese team that discovered that process, they were awarded the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2016. And it, this is crucial because for the first time, a nutritional intervention is now helping you on the metabolic side lose weight and improve blood pressure and, and inflammation and everything downstream from, from having that excess calories, but also is rejuvenating your cells. And when you rejuvenate a cell, you're slowing down your age or you're a little bit temporarily reversing your age. And that's the best thing you can do to your body from a longevity perspective, because as we started this podcast, we said most of the disease you're going to die from diabetes, cancer, cardiovascular, and Alzheimer's are age-related diseases. So if you can help your cells stay younger than your chronological age, if you're 65, but you can help your cells be, stay at 60 or, or, or you know, since age, say, 40 and 50, you started doing these measures and you created delta between your chronological age and your biological age. If you're 65 chronologically, you're biologically 60, then you basically added five healthy biological years to your life, which chronologically is typically almost, uh, I think, a third. So you're, you're at least adding months, if not years, to your life. And this is why fasting has become a secret for longevity. It works in two ways, weight loss, and downstream metabolic health reset, and very importantly, is the cellular rejuvenation. Um, will you, will that, you dig into the cell rejuvenation just a little bit further for our audience as far as why that matters so much for preventing and or fighting chronic disease? Yeah, I um, I always give the example of, uh, say, say, the body going through a prolonged fast 
is like you coming to a, a president of a company or a CEO and say they say that that president needs say two million dollars, like the body needing let's say on a big person with high metabolic rate, two thousand calories for example per day, and you need two million dollars to operate per month, and I come and tell you, sorry, you have zero. You're not going to have money this month. You can imagine that. This is why fasting is different than any other diet. And a typical diet is say, hey, you need two million. I'll give you one point eight million. There's two hundred thousand dollars in deficit. You know that 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 company would have some some money in the bank, and the bank gets depleted. This is how you lose weight with weight loss diets. Is you get a, you know, whatever is deficit in calories, you would lose that weight. Fasting is completely different. There's a big deficit. There's even bigger deficit. You 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 need two million dollars. You're getting nothing. So there's even a faster weight loss, but it's a big stress. You can imagine when you tell the CEO of that company, you don't have two million dollars to operate this month. He's going to go and restructure the company. He's going to have to survive. He goes into survival mode, which means he's going to go to HR. He's going to try to 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 keep the right employees and potentially uh, renegotiate with others. He's going to cut all the travel budgets or in uh, you know unnecessary budgets. He's going to try to fix sales to sell more. He's going to renegotiate pricing to buy better supplies. So you see, it's 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 like the entire company trying to rejuvenate, trying to be a better more cost-effective company. Same thing in, 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 in car racing, right? When, when, when the engine is overheating and, 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 the t- and, 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 and the tires are worn out, you actually take a pit stop and all the mechanics come in and they change the wheels, they change the, 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 um, the, the gas and they try to fix everything going wrong. Before you go back rejuvenated, the car goes faster and is a better performing car. Mm-hmm. So that process of self-fixing is actually if if the company was, you know, the company would um, would be younger, meaning more cost effective. But you were, you ta- you tagged fasting to chronic disease, and I'll tell you what the theory is. Imagine again, you're that CEO and you don't have any money. If you know sales has always been like your problem, right? The sales department is not performing. You're gonna go and start fixing sales. So the so if the body is fasting and the body knows that there is an issue, say with an autoimmune disease or diabetes or cancer or Alzheimer's, the body because every cell in the body is fasting. When you fast, every cell rejuvenates. Is every cell lives on calorie, and when you fast, every cell is trying to 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 survive. So if something is going wrong, the body tries to fix it, and this is how fasting now is getting linked. We call it therapeutic fasting. It's starting to getting linked to even becoming a medical intervention to fix health conditions, or at least to increase the chances of current medicine mm-hmm. into fixing these health conditions. Right. So, and, and this is something that we as a company have specialized in. Um, you know, our story goes as following. When we discovered some 15 years ago that you need to do a prolonged fasting to get this aging, healthy aging impact and rejuvenate the cells. And in order to get potentially therapeutic effects, Obviously, people cannot fast on water for four, five, six days. It's too difficult. You need at least two, as we talked about. But if you just fast two days, you barely are touching on rejuvenation. You need to go three or four or five days. Our science showed that five days is ideal. Um, Then the National Institute of Health, when they saw our impact with water fasting, they're like, okay, can you help people fast while they're eating? It's a new technology uh, in nutrition. And this is what we developed. We developed a plant-based, very special formulation of food 
that you can consume it over five days and your body wouldn't know that you're eating. And it's called the fasting mimicking diet or the fasting mimicking nutrition. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been selling this under the name of Prolon for promoting longevity for a good five years now. Over 1 million bucks sold to date. And it is a plant-based, premium, healthy, otherwise very healthy, like, you know, uh, again, plant-based, no artificial, gluten-free, uh, low glycemic index type of food. It's a box that you receive at your house. You consume the food over and the drinks over five days, but your body would not, the cells would not recognize that you're eating. And therefore you're getting the benefits of fasting while you're eating food. We made fasting, if you want, compliant, safe, and easy for people to do through the fasting mimicking diet. Right. And so um, I, I kind of, as we, we close with fasting mimicking, what from a from a um, nutritional standpoint, as far as the macronutrients, does that typically look like? So on day one, it has a thousand and one hundred calories, and on day two, three, four, and five, eight hundred calories every day, and it contains um, healthy uh, uh, fats. You know, the brain is a fat organ, and but healthy fats. So macadamia, uh, uh, walnuts, pecan. These are the main source of healthy mid-chain fatty acids that we that you would consume part of this diet. And as you know, macadamia is the most expensive thing you can buy from nature. It's one of the healthiest mm -hmm. ingredients. Almonds are actually, there's meta-analysis in the New England Journal of Medicine, the number one medical journal in the world showing that almonds is a big correlate with, uh, with longevity. So these sources of high healthy fats are very important. Then you have plant-based sources of protein because if you go to animal sources of protein, uh, the body recognition of food is there, IGF increase, spikes, and the body knows the food. So it's a plant-based source of protein. And you have complex carb, um, which doesn't spike, which would not spike insulin and and um, and the PK and the RAS pathways in the cell. So it's a very healthy by itself. It's a very interesting combination of plant-based sources of healthy fats, proteins, and carbs, but and, specifically and designed are... to... What are the um, complex carb sources? Uh, they're derived from legumes and okay. uh, and vegetables. Gotcha. Okay. Very fascinating because yeah, and and I think um, you know it is very it's very fascinating. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people also um, subscribe to the ketogenic diet or what we call dirty keto, where you're kind of in that a little bit and that sort of thing, which um, is different, but similar, right? Because there is some, um, you know, fasting, or, or there is some fasting from some certain, level. Yeah, some let me, level, let right? me, uh, yeah, would you, would you, would yeah, you um, kind of clarify. share the difference with that? Yes, yes. So the ketogenic diet is high in fat. Unfortunately, it started with unhealthy fat, but now we're moving a little bit on the ketogenic diet with uh, with a little bit healthier fats. Mm -hmm. Then it has a normal level of protein and, and then has super low carb. That's the definition of a ketogenic diet. Um, so ketogenic diet puts you in a, what we call a shallow fast. So it keeps you on, in ketosis, but in a moderate ketosis. Why? Because you're consuming proteins. The body, the, the, the wrong theory behind it is that the, the ketogenic assume that the body would fast if you don't give it carbs, but actually proteins are another source of 
of uh, macros that's very important for the body's recognition of food. So you, you stay in a shallow ketosis, but you are in a ketosis setting. And, and the beauty about the ketogenic diet is like, if you're, if you're diabetic, it can help you on the short run because it has very low carb. And if you have um, uh, a chronic neuro, neurodegenerative you know, disease, because it's very rich in fat, mid-chain fatty acids, the brain is, a, again, a fat organ. Um, so ketogenic diet is good for neuro, neurological conditions and diabetes. I always would emphasize on the short term because it's not a long-term healthy diet. The body is not used to just have almost no carbs and be in high fat every day. That's not normal for a body. A cardiovascular system, there's a studies now emerging showing that on the long-term, you're gonna have higher cardiovascular risk, which is natural because you have high fat in the body under the ketogenic diet. The difference between ketogenic and the fasting mimicking diet is that the fasting mimicking diet is a very close to true fasting, meaning the dip into the, it's a higher ketogenic, it's a, it's a, if you want an evolution of the ketogenic diet, because it has very well controlled protein and very well controlled carbs. Again, 15 years of design and, and over $50 million and 18 universities to be able to get it very close to water fast. It gives you that deep fasting, which, which is a better push for the rejuvenation. So when you're on a ketogenic diet, you don't hear people talking about autophagy and rejuvenation. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and you hear about more, you know, the diabetes and the low carb and more about the neurological impact. With a fasting mimicking diet, you talk about cellular reju rejuvenation, healthy aging, and more chronic therapeutic effects. Awesome. Well, I know that you are, there is so much more that we can talk about. Where can our listeners find you to follow you and your company? Um, if you want to read more about our company and our mission is l-nutra.com, l for longevity, dash nutra, n-u-t-r-a.com for nutrition. So we're longevity through nutrition. If you want to read specifically about the Prolon, the five days fasting and making diet, you can go to prolonfast.com. And if you want to read more, we also have a fast bar and we're launching the fasting shake, which is if you want to just replace breakfast or, or in the morning you're not eating and you just want to continue prolong your fasting window while eating we have the fast bar and soon the fasting shake as well uh, personally i'm very active on linkedin um at joseph anton and on twitter dr joseph anton if you want to follow me over there awesome well thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your 15 plus years of research on this it's very interesting and helpful as uh, so many people need to better understand how to eat for longevity, how nutrition plays a role in chronic disease and how much it really does matter. So thank you again for joining us and we'll look forward to connecting again next time. Thank you very much, Emily. Bye-bye. 